Welcome to the motherfucking Spam and Eggs podcast. I kind of want to try something different, dude. Um, I don't really know if I should. It's your motherfucking podcast, bitch. Why are you asking for permission? Oh. I. All right. I mean, I guess. No. What do you mean, you guess? You came all this way. You got all this equipment. You might as well take charge of your life and make the podcast that you want to listen to. I don't know, man. I just, like, I guess I don't believe you. Try it again. One more time. Holy shit, I did get all this equipment. It costs so much. I don't even have an income right now. Yo, DJ, drop that shit. That was so lame, but I kind of want to do it for, for for the rest of them. For all the podcasts, dude. Um, I can't tell if the shit is still on, but I don't think so. So I think we're good. It's been a little while, man. It has been a little while. Uh, the, the, these are the first words that I'm speaking. And I find that those are the best. I find that those are the best because, you know, I kind of feel like, feel like I'm dreaming still. Uh, so we'll fucking we'll bang one of these out. And, and we'll post it because it's been a while and I feel like if I sit down and I try to, I try to craft the shit, then nothing good ever comes from it. So here we go. Me and my girlfriend, Rachel, just got back from, uh, the big bear and it was a great time and I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, we did go snowboarding. We got a, a couple passes. So the plan was to stay at least as long as it took to pay off the pass, right? To get our money's worth, right? Because that's what that's what the thing is. That's what the shit is, dude. You got to get your money's worth all the time, every day, nonstop. But it was a great time. We stayed at her aunt and uncle's cabin in Big Bear. It was like three minutes away, dude. We got there so quick. It was, you know, it was great. But I want to talk about uh, how good of a time it was on a later date. All right. Today, I want to talk to you about some real shit. Some real, real shit. Right now, I want to focus on just one message. All right. One rule, actually. What rule is this? Let me check. Rule number eight. Rule number eight of the Spam and Eggs podcast forever. Forever, rule number eight, never go to Big Bear. Let me tell you why, dude. Because we had a great fucking time. Me and Rachel did, you know, well, she did way better this time as far as, like, butt bruising goes. 
because she was having a hard time last time. This time, minimal falls, minimal, you know, bruises, zero tears. It was great. It was awesome to watch her, like, learn how to snowboard and then fucking snowboard. When I talked to her about it on the lift, it was, she said it was because that she had to think of it. She had to think of the snowboard as a ripstick, right? Now, I never ripsticked, but I'm glad it made sense to her. But uh, rule number nine, never ripstick, dude. Never ripstick. Rule number nine, never ripstick. It was really fun to watch her like figure it out because once she did, she tore the shit up. And that's on all things holy, all right? One thing, though, um, is that I'd been snowboarding several times, and I kind of wanted to pick it up. I, w I wanted to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, she wasn't ready to pick up the pace because she was just learning. She was still learning to shred. So I let her shred, right? I've been shredding for a minute, so time to readjust. Go up, go climb, climb the ladder one rung a little bit, right? So I asked her um, when we got to the bottom of the mini hill, Actually, so let me explain. There's the there's the kitty hill, there's the kitty kitty hill, and then there's the the medium hill, right? Which is a little bit it's a little bit scarier, and then there's the that's where most people go, right? And then there's the the bigger hill. That's where the that's where the the semi pros go. And then there's the Goliath, fuck you, huge ass, never go down this mountain, hill, right? Um. So now that that's out of the way, I asked her if she'd be all right if I went up to the bigger shit, right? Did the bigger shit, tore it up. Because this kid's got skills. This kid's got steez. Know what I mean? But you know what? <laughs> you know what I realized this trip uh, is that kid's not a kid anymore, man. Kid is not a kid anymore. Not mathematically. Not mathematically. In the mind, right? In the brain, in the heart. In the ticker. In the metronome that's ticking in the chest. 2H. I'm still crawling, dude. That's how young I am. But mathematically, we have a discrepancy, right? Mathematically, I'm not as young as I feel. And that's a lesson that's not easily learned sometimes. Sometimes learning you're not as young as you once were has to hurt your heart and your ass to, like, really stick with you, for you to remember and respect the fact that, like, you're not 20 years old anymore. Because Papa's not 20 years old anymore. And that hit me literally this trip. I'm not even 25 anymore, dude. And... And before this trip, um, that kind of, that would have hurt my heart to say. It still hurts my heart to say, but there's some things that you can't change. And when you realize you can't change them, you accept them and you gotta move on. I can't lie to you guys, because um, you are my heart, right? You are my metronome. If you're taking the time to listen to this truly, you're my heart. For show. All right, dude? Never forget that shit. But until modern medicine gets their shit together, right, it's the truth. I'm at least 26 years old, mathematically. 
here's what made me realize, right, that I'm not as young mathematically as I think I am, right? Rachel's doing good. She's doing great. She's fucking tearing the shit up as far as snowboarding goes. She's going to take a break, though, right? She's going to take a break so I can hit the bigger, bigger mountain, the bigger, bigger slopes where the, where the dare I say, Olympic athletes like to chill. Um, so she says, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to chill here. You go do the shit, and we can hit the smaller shit when you come off the bigger shit, right? So I head off. And I'm feeling ready, dude. Really. I'm feeling ready because I've done this mountain before. So I'm ready to go. So I head off. Here's the first hint that you're being overambitious, right? When you get off the first lift, there's another lift. At this other lift, there's one sign. Dude, there's one sign, and it says experts only. And that's all it says. If there had been two signs that had said experts only, I might have reevaluated. But there was only the one sign. So I thought about it for a sec, and I stepped to the side. Which I didn't need to do, by the way, because there was no one else in line for the bigger, bigger shit. Right? In case you don't remember, there's the mini shit, there's the medium shit, there's the bigger shit, and then there's the bigger, bigger shit. I'm in line for the bigger, bigger shit. I see the one sign that says experts only. I, I step aside to let other people pass. There are no other people passing. It's just me up there right now all right and i'm not shitting you dude for the rest of this podcast for the rest of this podcast i will never tell a lie all of this is real all right it was just me and one other guy in the distance right standing in front of the 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 lift with his arms crossed i could sketch this right now i'll remember this forever with his arm crossed he's wearing all black right goggles and a face mask like a real pro. And he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything as I walked up to this lift after I had just gotten off the other lift to get to the bigger shit, to the bigger, bigger shit. Like I said, he was wearing a black, all black, goggles, face mask. I couldn't even see his face, but I could tell he was sizing me up. Like the guy with the neck tattoo, which I'll get to in a second. Um, let me write that down, actually. Okay, we'll get to that later. So I get on the lift. And this guy doesn't say anything, which I think was going to be my last straw, right? It would have been my last straw. If he had said anything, I would have turned my ass around and snow snowboarded, right, on the, on the medium slope with the, with the regular people and had a regular time with my regular body, right? But he didn't say anything. So I guess I'm ready for this. Right? The top to the, the right to the top, rather, right, was gorgeous. It was fucking beautiful. Trees, tall. Breeze, cool. Snow, right? There was snow, obviously. 
It, it was peace and quiet. It was fucking quiet. Gorgeous. 30 seconds into the lift up, um, I could basically see Thousand Oaks. Which, if you don't live here, is not a close city. So I start to, you know, not even worry, but just wonder, right? I just wondered, hey, is that Thousand Oaks? Or did my acid kick in? Dude, the lift at the top of this mountain, this is no shit. Like I said, I'm never going to lie to you, is like five minutes long. And that was my second red flag, right? Next to the worker dressed in all black that didn't say anything before I signed up for this, right? Who now I'm not even sure worked there even. That was my first red flag. My second red flag is I can see 300 miles away. So three minutes into this lift, dude, three minutes into this five-minute lift, I start to kind of panic for three reasons, really, right? Reason number one, um, the mountain that I'd mistaken for this one had passed like 45 minutes ago, and the lift hasn't stopped yet. So I have never done this mountain before. Reason number two, I don't see anyone going down this mountain. I look behind me, I don't see anyone else coming up. Reason number three, I can't hear sound anymore. For all of these reasons, I panic, right? It's beautiful, it's gorgeous, but it's fucking silent, dude. There's nothing. So I get to the top and I take a look around to evaluate just how bad my situation is. And it's beautiful. 360 degrees, dude. I can see everything. I can see Thousand Oaks. Holy shit. That wasn't there before. But I get to the top, and either I'm hallucinating at this point, or I can see Las Vegas, and it's nighttime there, dude. So I'm hallucinating. Check. Right? So I realize I've made a mistake. Okay. Because I've had plenty of time to evaluate the, the directionality, right? The, the slope, if you will, of this slope. And I realized that I've, I've never done this before, right? Like I said, the mountain that I'd mistaken this mountain for, that I've definitely done, we passed. And then there was another four minutes of the lift up to the top of the mountain that I've definitely never done before. So immediately, dude, I start looking around for, like, an emergency lift down for motherfuckers who, like, made a mistake and just wanted to impress a girlfriend, right? Got to turn my heater off because I'm sweating already. I looked for, you know, a helicopter to take my happy ass down um, no matter what it costs. I would have sold everything at this point to fucking get down to the bottom of this hill. I looked for, you know, a magical genie to help me reverse time. There was nothing, okay? There was, none of these came to pass. So I take my snowboard off, walk over, and find that I've definitely made a mistake. Because not only is there no rescue team here and no genie to jerk off, there's still no other snowboarders coming up the lift. So maybe... I'm not supposed to be here. 
But I've got no other choice, dude. The only thing, the only thing, and I thought this was fucking hilarious at this point. Because at this point, I'm technically safe. So I have a laugh. The only other thing that there is at the top, right, is a stack of gurneys over to the side with a sign that says emergency. So I fucking take a deep breath, get back on my board, and do what masters do. Right? I get to work. I get to work because that's what masters do. Immediately, right, I fall back and I start sliding down this mountain. I'm sliding down this mountain, of which, by the way, there are two before I even get to the regular shit. It's the, like I said, there's the mini shit, right? And that's to the side. That's, no one fucks with that, right? And then there's the regular shit, which most people do. And then there's the bigger shit. And then there's the bigger, bigger shit. At the top of this bigger, bigger shit, it goes all the way down the bigger, bigger shit, gets to the bigger shit, and off to the medium shit. So I got some work to do. So I put the snowboard on, and immediately I start falling down this mountain. <laughs> it takes 10 seconds for my soul to jump out of my body because it thinks I'm already dead. Now, every once in a while, I manage to stop myself with my board, but that never lasts, of course. So I keep sliding down, right? And by this point, I'm digging my elbows and my forearms into the side of this mountain as deep as a motherfucker could. Um, and thank God my elbows are bare, dude, because if I even had a sweater on, it would have, I wouldn't have been able to slow down. But Dayton, you're only a quarter way down the first of two slopes. <laughs> Slowing down comes at a price. I know. Fucking A, listeners. There's blood all over the place already. I'm a quarter way down. There's blood already. So finally, I'm able to stop, right? Fucking A. And I'm sitting there wondering how long before they figure out how to land a helicopter on a side of a mountain this angle. Iron Man's not even real yet, so we can't call him. Dude, just shy of a halfway down the first of two mountains, I'm praying my grandparents can find my will. And then a skier, <laughs> fuck, a skier, f <laughs> a skier flies past me like a superhero, dude. I don't even know if he was touching the snow with a kid right behind him on a snowboard. And I was like, oh, that's a bad parent. I look back and there's like, you know, as far as I can see, there's a streak of red blood and right past me flies a skier like a superhero and a kid right behind him. That's a bad parent. There's no way in hell, dude. There's no way in hell I'd let any kid do this, let alone my kid. Dude, I'm bringing my, my I'm thinking about this the entire way down. I'm bringing, <laughs> I'm bringing my brother back soon who's 23 years old this year, right? Who can get blackout drunk and join the army and take care of himself. I'm bringing, I'm bringing back an adult back to Big Bear and I will not let him, I'm, I'm not gonna take him if he doesn't promise to not get on this mountain. And this guy's letting an eight-year-old scale down the tallest and steepest mountain for miles around.
you're a shit father. Um, so then I start falling again and I get to thinking cause it's a long way down. Right. If I reach the bottom, this is what I'm thinking genuinely, right? If I reach the bottom and I've sawn through my forearms, they're going to have to attach my hands to my shoulders. They're going to have to attach my hands to my shoulders. How will I reach my dick? How will I reach anything? Dude, do you know how ridiculous you'd look with a hand with with hands on your shoulders, dude? How will I write screenplays? <laughs> how will I write these screenplays? Orally? No way, dude. I'd have to hire an assistant. Because <laughs> Dick... Because <laughs> dicta dictation knowledge, technology, right? Dictation-nology is never where it should be, right? So I'd have to hire an assistant. And I can't have that. Hey, did you hear Dayton wrote... <laughs> hey, did you, hey, you hear Dayton wrote that screenplay? Nah. It was his assistant. Yeah, but they're making it this summer. Doesn't matter. What, you don't want to go see it? No. It was his stenographer. That's my stenographer joke. Uh, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so with all my might, dude, with all my might, and this is while I'm sliding down and thinking about all this, I push myself up landed back on my board like a fucking boss saw how much mountain was left right and i fell straight back on my ass this shit is so steep dude if you don't there's no way that i could paint this picture and like have you believe me without you going to the very tip top and doing this the exact same way so i'm back on my ass i guess i'll have to hire that assistant Um, that's how the entire first mountain went. And there was a brief moment in time where I laid back. I didn't even give a fuck about, like, who saw me, who, like, was coming down the mountain at this point. Because by this point, there were some people coming up the, up the slopes or up the, up the lift. So for sure, they were going to have to come back down whether they were going to fly by like a superhero or the kid behind him or come down just like me. So I was laying back, just not giving a fuck who saw me. And by the time I got to the bottom, I'd realized two things for sure. Uh, number one, I'd never done this mountain before. And two, I'd forgotten how to snowboard. Because now that I've right, now that I've reached the bottom of this expert hill, which should just be called don't fucking do this one, right? Or Sean White only. By the time I reached the bottom of this this hill, I had to completely 
I had to do like basically the entire, like I said, the ins- the rest of the whole mountain again, the rest of the runs, which I thought was going to be fine. But my ass was frozen like a TV dinner, right? And my muscles were beginning to atrophy. And I still had forearms at this point, right? But I'm not finished yet. Anything could happen. Why is there even... Why is there even a lift up there, dude? They should ask to see three Olympic medals minimum. I know, I know that the kid, that the guy that let me through that lift knew that I wasn't ready. And he fucking said nothing. If he had said, oh, you got to have three Olympic medals. Sorry, kid, beat it. Get to the Olympics, then win that shit three times over. And even then... Don't, it's too late for you. You're 26. Dude, why is that lift there? Why is that lift there? Dude, that's like walking into a Taco Bell and one of the items can take your arms away. I'll never do that shit again, dude. That's how that, that's how both of those mountains went. You can copy and paste that experience right over again. And I know that I wasn't feeling like the wooziness, right? Was not the altitude. <laughs> it was, for sure, it was because I left six rounds of blood donations on Fuck You Mountain. I looked back at the mountain and it looked like someone had had their throat slit and just like pushed off the side of the mountain. And I was like, man, that's weird. I didn't see that. I didn't see a head roll down and then a body after that. That must be my blood. And then that's how the, that's how the second mountain went before I got to the regular shit that I had done before. So, you know, I guess I'm not 25 <laughs> anymore. I'm not even 25, dude, let alone 20. 20-year-old Dayton dude would have been there again now. Anyway. Neck tattoos are weird. (laughs) Is that anything? Neck tattoos, dude. Earlier, so, earlier that morning, um, why did I write that down? Neck tattoos. Oh, yeah, because the guy that let me on the the bigger, bigger shit, the guy that now I'm not even really sure existed. Maybe I just needed someone to blame this on. But if he did, even if he didn't, dude, he was sizing me up. That's why I wrote down neck tattoos. He sized me up, sized me up because he's, he knew I wasn't ready. Um, but earlier that morning, I was waiting. I was... Uh, waiting to get a helmet voucher for Rachel so she didn't lose her head, right? By the way, she spent so much on a fucking, on a dope-ass Halo-looking helmet that we're going to use next time. So dope. But earlier that morning, right, I watched a gaggle of dudes walk off a bus just fucking hype-beasting over these hills, dude. They were so ready. And there was this one kid who was walking behind them, right, in like a stride 
that could only remind you of like a real life homie. A real life little homie, I mean. You know like the little <laughs> You know like the little rubber gangsters you could get for like a quarter at Golden Ox? One of those. He looked like a sized up one of those. He had like the whitest echoes you've ever seen, right? With a pair of fresh ass dickies and a big old t-shirt with like four chains on. And that's what got my attention ultimately. Because otherwise it was just a short dude. But yo, you've got four chains on and you're about to go snowboarding. Hey, little homie, who snowboards with that much jewelry? <laughs> Not even two chains. Not even two chains. Four chains, dude? This guy had four chains on. That's two sets of two chains. <laughs> Edit that out. Uh, that's a throwaway for sure. Um, so I'm watching this guy, right? And so he's walking behind his crew. And he turns his head. As I'm sizing him up, dude, I am sizing this guy up. And he turns his head just a touch, right, to reveal a tattoo of something beautiful and enormous on his neck, right? I don't even know what the tattoo was, but it all made sense. Because he was walking, he was walking behind the rest of his crew so that he could make a real entrance, right? Let me explain. He, he didn't remind me of a quarter machine gangster because he was dressed the way he, he was, right? He reminded me of a quarter machine gangster because he was the shortest non-LP I've ever seen and because he was dressed the way he was. Now. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I'm regular size, right? The reason that I sized him up was because I saw myself in him. I'm regular size, but I'm often the shortest among my friends. Uh, so it's a hard decision to make, right? Where to stand among them. I'll be stoned alive, right? Here's my, here's my, here are my options. I'll be stoned alive if I fall in formation, um, right? Because they're all walking in a straight line. I can't be in that line if I'm the shortest one, right? Maybe it's a childhood thing. So, you know, does he choose the front? If this is me, do I choose the front of my friends and just catch up with them later? Act like I'm going someplace else, right? I'm not even with them. Or do I walk behind them? And create, you know, the illusion that they're protecting me. Right? Not because I can't throw down, right? Let's be clear here. Not because I can't I can't throw down. But because I got a record deal or something coming shortly, right? And I can't be bothered with breaking my foot in an ass today. So I feel for this guy. That's why I'm sizing him up, because I see myself in him. I know that he's going through these, these options, because he knows he's the shortest one, dude. If you've ever been the shortest one, you know that you're the shortest one. Here's the thing, though. The, the last move, right, the record deal, can't be bothered with breaking my foot in an ass today move, that never works for me, because I don't look special, you know? I just look like the short kid trying to keep up. This guy, though, dude... This guy chose the ladder because he made it work. You know why? 
because I because he he followed them out of the van, right? There was a ton of them, dude. And if you're ever the shortest one out of a ton of guys, yeah. wait in the van. But this guy made the, the record deal, can't be bothered with breaking a foot on the ass. He made that work, right? Because he turned that neck, right? At the precise moment that I had sized him up, he turned that neck and then the sun kissed him right on that sweet tattoo of his. And I didn't know that golden hour was a thing in the morning, especially not in the fucking mountains, but I believe in two things now that I didn't before. There's golden hour in the morning, even in the mountains. And two, I have to get a neck tattoo. Because it didn't matter where he walked in relation to his friends, dude. It only mattered at, that at the exact same moment I had sized him up, his short guy radar syndrome thing, his self-defense kicked in, turned that regular-looking neck, and then bam, it was upgraded, right, by like four or five levels by that heaven-sent neck tattoo. And I'm not fucking around here, dude. I really want to get one now. And it was this same heaven. <laughs> it was this same heaven that held back that golden hour shine till his neck was ready to let the world see that sweet, sweet ink. And really until someone had sized him up, which I think he knew that I was doing. Because short guy, no short guy. You know what I mean? Just like real recognize real, teeny recognize weenie. Edit that out too. Um, and it only mattered that in that moment I said, you know, oh, you're, you're realer than me. Right? Just like the bad parenting thing. Oh, you're a bad parent because you're fucking letting a child scale down an Olympic-sized mountain. Oh, you have a neck tattoo, and it looks fucking brilliant. You're realer than me. I guess I better focus on myself, maybe rent some, some extra pads, put a donut on, and focus on my snowboard game at a lower level before I execute fucking Project Death Wish. I'll never stop talking about this, dude. This trip to Big Bear really, really opened my eyes in a way that I didn't, I didn't foresee, for sure. Um, I'm not shitting you here, dude. This, this uh, don't fuck with me mountain shit is no joke. When I got to the bottom, dude, I swear to God, I thought I had just got back from Afghanistan, right? I'm not fucking around here. <laughs> And not like the time, <laughs> not like the time like Brian Williams lied on national news like three times accidentally somehow about getting shot out of the sky by a rocket propelled grenade. Right? This is not like that time. Unlike Americans' favorite newscaster, I cannot tell a lie. I stare death in the penis, dude. 
right in the cock. And he made sure <laughs> he made sure that I remembered to tell his story, right? So that's what I'm fucking doing. Now every podcast forever. Every podcast forever, I'll tell his story. Because I know death now. And he's got fucking excellent hearing and excellent memory. And I made a promise that if he let me get away, right, I'd spread the word. Or else. Dude, this is no fucking shit. Like, 80% of my mind and body is still on Mount Fuck Off. Because I... I still haven't, you know, reacclimated to regular Earth. Dude, Rachel was so worried when I got to the bottom. I showed her my fucking battle scars. After I had to fight off 20 young honeys, because that's what, that's what chicks like these days is fucking battle scars. One of them asked if I just got back from Beirut. I was like, yeah, don't even worry about it. Sorry. Sorry, babe. I got to go. I got to I got to go see the real honey real quick. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. But OK, so when me and Rachel, <laughs> when me and Rachel got back to the car, she started patching me up patching me up and stitching me up like the realest nurse there ever was dude like a real life combat professional she was yelling out like scalpel and shit dude get a girl get you a girl that like will witness you on the brink of darkness and then ugh, rip you right back out of it because that's what happened this weekend um so she's cleaning me up right minimal tears on her part and i think we're ready to go I think that the day is over because I've had a fucking day. And then this guy that was parked right across the street, I'd made eye contact with him a couple times, um, but he gets, he's, he's parked across the street and he gets up off the street. He's laying down on the street, which should have been my, f my second first red flag of the day. And he charges up, dude. This is no shit. Again, I cannot tell a lie during this podcast. All of this shit exactly happened exactly how I'm saying. <laughs> right? Um, he charges up with a duffel bag, right? The size of fucking Manhattan. And dumps out an entire medical kit. No box. Just the contents. And I was like, yo, can we fucking... <laughs> Can we help you? And he goes, my man, I'm combat medic certified. If you were bleeding out right now, I could clamp up every organ but your heart. And I was like, damn, that's fucking gross. Right? I was like, shit, that's most of my organs. Do they have a separate guy for the heart in combat? Do they have like one guy that does all of the organs but the heart and then just the heart guy? Or do they not even bother with the heart at that point, right? Like, if you got some shit in your heart, like, fuck, like, you know, one love, but <laughs> we'll send a copper if we can, or a copter, <laughs> but probably you're going to die, dude. The heart guy's busy right now. He's dead, too. Got shot in the heart. We didn't have a backup heart guy, so 
I was, you know, I was like, you know, I don't have, that's most of my organs, right? So I don't have any organs in my forearms, do I? Because that's the real problem. I'm kind of in between insurances right now, hashtag COVID. Um, and he goes like, you know, nah, you good soldier, <laughs> right? So I was like, shit, he's got the lingo down and everything. Let me ask him if he served real quick so I can thank him for his gauze and his service. So I asked him, I was like, yo, what branch? That's crazy. You're medical, I mean, you're combat medic certified. That's fucking nuts. They don't do that to just every dude. You must have served. Which one, right? And he goes, actually, I'm a felon. Ha ha. And I stop, and I wonder if this is actually the worst part of my day. Because he's already got his fingers all up in me, dude. But then I'm like, man, this guy's a felon and he's combat medic certified? This country's prison system really must be stepping up their extracurricular game because they're teaching prisoners how to stitch up battle wounds. So either that's like the cheapest program to teach them or there's way too much fighting out on the yard. Either way, this guy's like a... <laughs> <laughs> Either way, this guy's like a P.I. Joe, right? Prisoner inmate. And, uh, fuck, edit that out too. So, <laughs> he, so he starts, he starts grabbing at my arms, dude. Um, stitching me up, fucking, or not stitching me up, but like, you know, cleaning me. He's got like bottles of, sh of shit that like hurts when you spray it, so it must be good. Um, and I didn't realize this before he got started, but his fingers were about as dirty as my Uncle Patrice's, right? Who fucks hookers. And he did have, to his defense, right? He did have all of his, like, fancy gel and shit, right? Because he said it was fancy gel. And I don't know how regular wor gel works, uh, never mind the fancy shit. So I had fucking questions. Does it clean the fingers too? Or should you have done that before? Does it clean the fingers too, or just the gash that you're applying it to? But before I can even ask, right, before I even see, both of his hands, all ten fingers, are all up in my shit, dude. If he were a woman... Or had cleaner hands. <laughs> it'd have been, you know, very erotic. Uh, but I looked to Rachel, right? And she's already taking pictures of the dirty night in action. So it's too late to ask her opinion on the finger situation. And I don't want to ask him directly because, like, he's offering to help. And, fuck, you know, I don't want to be rude. So then he starts running through, he starts running out of shit that he brought in his duffel bag. Um, that he doesn't have a box for, let me remind you. So he starts looking through Rachel's combat medit. And he pulls out a roll of regular tape, because he's out of the fancy shit. 
and he starts busting up the plastic casing right around the tape you know where like the name brand and all the all the fucking information is you've seen tape um and then he starts like insulting her comeback medic kit like the shit was outdated or something like yo it's fucking tape it sticks right I wanted to be like, yo, at least she's got, like, a box for her kit, dude. What kind of combat medic kit has doesn't have a kit? And worse, what kind of combat medic doesn't, well, you know, with a record, just tosses his supplies, like, in a duffel bag all willy-nilly, right? You get stopped by a cop. And you're gonna because you look like a felon. They're gonna ask you some questions. Namely, why do you have three pairs of scissors, some nondescript liquid, and seven needles in your bag? You gotta get a box to organize, dude. You gotta get a box to organize. Because I've had a shitty day. And if you start, you know, shitting on my girlfriend's medic kit, we're gonna have a problem. Get a box to organize, you know, your supplies look like paraphernalia. Also, thank you for helping me. And I wanted to say all that, dude, but I didn't have the energy because I just fought Mount Olympus. And his fingers were fucking already up in my holes, right? So we're past all of that now. And then he sees me staring at his fingers. And I'm glad he says something, but I wish it wasn't this. Ah, don't worry. There's no sinks on the battlefield. So I was like, shit, you know. I underestimated the little homie with the neck tattoo and the four chains. Maybe this guy knows what's what. Because i never seen a battlefield, dude. But when I picture one, he's right. Minimal sinks for sure. So then I started thinking about it, dude. Maybe I should trust this guy. He didn't, you know, I didn't ask him for this, but he fucking offered his services and his supplies and his time and his dirty ass fingers. Maybe I should trust this guy. He's right. No sinks on the battlefield. No sinks on the battlefield, dude. Rule number whatever. Rule number 10. <laughs> no sinks on the battlefield. Rule number 10. Plus, dude, even if there were sinks, it's not like you're going to be able to take a timeout every time you got to go f work on a guy's open spleen. Maybe I should trust this guy. So I was like, man, maybe this guy's, maybe this guy's, he knows what's up, right? So let's see where this goes. But I'm a germaphobe, dude. So that lasted like th fucking four seconds. So I was like, you know, nah. He just said he's never served that kind of time, right? There's definitely sinks on the prison yard. I've seen shot collar. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Shawshank Redemption definitely had a sink in it. Plus, dude, we're at Big Bear Ski Resort, not fucking Bunker Hill. 
this is what I pay taxes for. When a nurse or a doctor, right, is cleaning up a burn victim, they don't just walk in after fixing their carburetor and then stick their fingers inside your open body. They wash their hands with like 11 different types of disinfectants. So I was like, yo, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what staph infection looks like, but it looks like you got a little. I'm not sure if you should be applying first aid if you also require it. <sighs> then he looks up and goes, I couldn't believe this, dude. I could, I could not believe this. Then he looks up and goes, yo, you want me to do this or not? And that's when it hit me, dude. Like a ton of fucking bricks. Rule number five, Boris Hills Drive. <laughs> It hit me right then, dude, when he asked, you want me to do this or not? I never asked this man for anything, dude. He just walked up with a big-ass duffel and started throwing words around like, you know, combat and medic and certified and then convicted felon. I know our army is very welcoming. Right? They got commercials all the time. They don't pay a lot, but it's, you know, they got some benefits. But you couldn't even vote until literally this year. How do I know you're not a terrorist? How do I know you're not a terrorist? How do I know that you're not one of those guys that walks around EDC sticking people with HIV needles? What do you tell them? You're with the CDC? At EDC, dude? No way. Too close. Conducting a survey, dude? What do you tell them? How do I know you're not a terrorist? He said he's a convicted felon, dude. That means 12 people. They thought that he did it. Why am I listening to you? Why are your hands inside me? Anyway, so that whole interaction lasted a lot longer than we wanted it to. Uh, and then we left. Um, and then we went back to the cabin. We cleaned it again for the last time. And then we dipped out. We said goodbye to our snowmen and my little Buddha. Uh... And then we drove home, and it was great. This four-day trip sounds like shit now that I say all of this. Uh, but we'll get to the good stuff later. But I am looking at my burns right now, and they are turning yellow. And like they said, you know, like I said, the, you know, this is fucking real. I called my grandma because she's a nurse, and she's not gotten back to me yet. So... If there are any non-ex-prisoner nurses that think that yellow is abnormal, drop me a line. Speaking of grandmas, I think, I don't know if you can hear it, but I, she's definitely calling. So I guess I'm, I'm going to cut this short.
But that was my Big Bear ski trip. <laughs> Which was way more good than bad. But, you know, fucking... Like I said, I stared, I stared death in the cock. So that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. Today. And... Even though... Even though I did stare death in the cock. And even though we did cut a deal. Right? I think I'm alive now to tell the people this. Even though there was only one sign. Even though I would have turned around if there were two. Even though it was way too quiet up there, and even though I have not recovered the full amount of blood that I lost that day, I'm hitting that shit again. Know why? Because fuck the opposition. Dude, I don't care if I have to move to Idaho to train all year. I'm heading back. I mean, I'm heading up. And this is real, dude. Because YOLO, my friend. I don't know if they're still saying that, but... I'm going to move to Idaho if that's what it takes. I'm almost graduated, dude. It won't, it won't even be that inconvenient. I won't have to transfer or nothing. Plus, daddy been waiting on a life calling. So we'll meet again. You can believe that. In the meantime, In the meantime. drums. <laughs>